Well, welcome back to the Building Peace Initiative. This is the week of September 5th. Um, our podcast can be found at You Want a Peace, that's P E A C E of me, online.com. Uh, join us as we endeavor to create a more just, equitable, sustainable, and peaceful world. So, what is peace? Well, there's a number of definitions um, that we have to clear up a little bit because we're trying to reconstruct the term so that people understand it a bit more deeply and can engage with it. Uh, in their book, An Introduction to Peace and Conflict Studies, David Barash and Charles Webel, they do an excellent job of defining peace and they delineate two perspectives. The first is the most common definition and that's called negative peace. And this is defined simply as an absence of war. The next, this is the one that I like, is positive peace. It's defined as a social condition where exploitation is minimized or eliminated and in which there is neither overt violence nor the more subtle phenomenon of underlying structural violence. And this includes an equitable and just social order as well as ecological harmony. I love the ecological harmony piece with this one. That is what we would call cool. Now, what's structural violence? And this is where, this is a really important component to get a handle on. Structural violence is built into our social, cultural, and economic institutions, and it usually has the effect of denying people important rights, such as economic well-being, um, social, political, and sexual equality, a sense of personal fulfillment and self-worth, food, clean water, medical care, and environmental rights. Um, I really do like this focus on human rights. It's an important shift as it broadens uh, the definition of peace and gets us out of that stereotype of, as I've said before, people running around and sticking guns in the barrels or daisies in the barrels of guns. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, so hopefully this helps. Um, I do recommend their book. Uh, it's a bit of a long read. Um, I picked it up one day and it had a cover of a nuclear mushroom cloud on the front and two guys sitting on, I don't know if it was a giant lake or the ocean fishing. That really got your attention. Um, and it's a textbook, so it's going to be a long read, but I think it's well worth it. So we say we want peace, but we don't know how to go about attaining it. And everybody seems to be hoping for the other, another person or another uh, messiah type like Martin Luther King Jr. to come along and bring it to us. But I think that we really have to start with ourselves. Uh, this is no small task given our present situation where we're, our nerves are frayed due to the pandemic, political discord, uh, social media negativity, mis- and disinformation, and the amount of what has been termed hate speech by many that we're often turning into. Now, just a little piece of just my perspective, when you start saying things that diminish another person, you really lost uh, the high ground in this case, uh, and that's something we really do want to avoid. Um, so we're going to approach this from some different angles. We'll begin today with some cognitive restructuring, and next week we'll be getting into calming the mind and body. Now, the cognitive restructuring piece, um, you're aware of the Building Peace Initiative mission statement, and I'll post it again uh, on the site if you can't find it. Uh, so, our goals are basically five of them. To raise awareness about the practice of peace by providing forums where the topic can be discussed. 
So this is one forum. I mentioned them on TikTok. Oh no, and I've actually been on Twitter. I've tried to avoid that. We'll see whether or not I use it. Uh, second one is to promote peace through education uh, about the theory and practice of peace, and peace is a practice. Uh, to promote peaceful, nonviolent methods of resolving conflicts and effective, appropriate, and develop effective, appropriate, assertive skills and techniques. This is really important because we need to stand up. I think one of the problems uh, people make sometimes is they assume that other people are going to respond in the way that they do. That's not the case. Sometimes we're dealing with some highly aggressive people who have an attitude that they're going to achieve their goals no matter what. Fourth, it's to promote peace by respecting the dignity, diversity, and equal human rights of all people. And the fifth one, and this is super important too, uh, to collaborate with other groups and organizations that are interested in supporting peace and human rights. Now we don't see, um, we're just not well coordinated and we need to be better coordinated. And again, one of my goals, and I don't know if I'll get there, is uh, to have peace and conflict studies be part of our educational curriculums. Start young, uh, give people the opportunity to try and grasp and practice uh, peace. So, as I've said before, you can tune in at youwantapeaceofmeonline.com, uh, the Building Peace Initiative on Facebook. Now, I'm upgrading that a bit because that was basically the same as the Think Peace Club one, which is different, but I think I have my head together at this point. Um, TikTok, I'll be announcing this weekly, John Van Bladel, 878. You can email me at buildingpeace 77 at gmail.com and Twitter is going to be hashtag buildingpeace77 why the number 77? got me <laughs> it was available uh, our guidelines for compassionate communication as I mentioned are also going to be there now if you want to have some fun experience some challenges try and follow them um, daily and don't judge yourself because they're really difficult to apply and my attitude is the 5% rule if you make a 5% change, you've accomplished something. If you try and be perfect with these, <clears throat> you're going to frustrate yourself. So I think that these can help us uh, begin to develop the dialogue that will help us seek solutions collectively for some of the issues we face as, as a species, and, and to which includes preserving our planet. So here are some of the guidelines. The Building Peace Initiative, Compassionate Communication Guidelines, um, and I, again, this is something that's been developed, uh, and I'll credit some people a little bit later on after doing a whole lot of reading and practicing with a number of uh, groups and organizations. The first one is do no harm. Now, we're going to commit to preserving life, all life, through the practice of nonviolence, understanding, and compassion while promoting peaceful methods of resolving conflicts. There's a lot in that statement. Um, all life, for some of you, that may mean people, all the organisms that inhabit the earth, yeah, including animals, um, but compassion, people get wrong very often. Now, compassion is the desire to relieve other people's suffering, starting with your own. There's a whole lot of suffering people out there who want to connect deeply, but are really not able to because either they're not able to communicate it they haven't found the right people um, to do this with. 
Now, compassion often is mistaken for weakness and stupidity or being naive or a hopeless idealist. That's not the case. Uh, and later on in our continuing podcast, we'll talk about some of the people that you can channel um, when you're feeling a little bit down or in despair, like Nelson Mandela, uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, Nadia Murad, and we'll get into them a little bit more deeply. The second one is combat compassion as the basis for our actions. Uh, we're going to seek to reduce the suffering of others whenever possible. One of my favorite lines is, don't say anything to make it worse, don't say anything to make it worse. Listen deeply, and this we're losing. Um, listen with the express intent of understanding others' pers perspectives. We're really into multitasking, and when I see two people having sort of a conversation, but they're both on their cell phones texting away or whatever, I think, ah, that's not really listening. And again, this is not a judgment. This is just an observation. Uh, most of the research says empathy levels are declining. We really need, which is really alarming, uh, because when you lose the ability to empathize or feel other people's pain, it becomes much easier uh, to do harm to them, I think. Uh, listen without judgment. <laughs> Full-time job here. Uh, we often label, and later on when we get into Mar Marshall Rosenberg um, in one of our upcoming podcasts, it's so difficult. Go through a day and look how many times you um, label people. Uh, there's many diverse perspectives in this world. And we got to be open to others' perspectives and seek to understand rather than argue. My favorite diagnosis is a-hole, of course. Uh, and when you do that, when you label someone with that, you just stop um, listening. By the way, you should know I'm selectively compassionate. It's a flaw, but I'm working on it. Some people I feel much more compassion for than others. Uh, speak kindly and respectfully in a manner that fosters respectful dialogue. You know, how many times are you having a conversation and you think a couple of unkind words which you'd like to say to the person? Uh, be aware that the power of words um, is great and that we want to communicate honestly in a manner that fosters understanding and compromise. Be inclusive, uh, excluding people based on race, gender, socioeconomic status, or ideology causes all kinds of suffering and misunderstandings. We'll seek to engage others whenever possible. And again, there's Dylan Maron, why I talk to people who hate me. Daryl Davies, who's um, engaged members of the KKK, he's an African American. Uh, these are fascinating people to take a look at because they have went a different way with this. Appreciate others, focus on the positive. It doesn't mean you just neglect all the negative that's out there. And let people know you appreciate their efforts, even if your per perceptions differ. Uh, and this is important. I mean, I've run into people who um, really were, had vastly different perspectives than I did, who, I mean, what they said really you had, was, had no basis in reality. Uh, but instead of arguing, I would thank them for sharing their perspective with me, because it's not easy sometimes when the minute you say something, someone diminishes you or discounts you. Uh, let's see, dialogue instead of gossip, eh, I gossip sometimes. You get frustrated, you don't have avenues to express yourself, uh, and you pull in another person and you talk about the third person you really don't like and form a little cohort um, to give them the, what I call the Cheney lip when they walk by, that raised side of your lip. Uh, apologize sincerely, 
Um, and again, there's some caveats here. Uh, if you apologize to someone who's a kind of narcissistic and a real gaslighter, they'll say, oh yeah, when well, you should be sorry, and by the way, I'd be much happier if it wasn't for the way you behave towards me. Um, that's a different group. But generally, with your average person, you can apologize, and they appreciate it. Uh, practice appropriate assertion. You want to develop a well-informed voice and understand your right to be heard. Uh, the world is full of people who are very comfortable speaking up and elbowing you out of the way uh, sometimes so they can be heard. And often, you're not going to be rude, so you're not going to interrupt them, and you'll give them um, the right to speak. Uh, sometimes that, that's not the best thing. I think it's okay to give people the right to speak, but you also have to have your time, and asserting yourself is going to be crucial here. Uh, there are all sorts of people who have written, you know, Pastor Neumuller being one of them, what happens when you're silent. Uh, being silent is not a good option. Of course, if you do speak up, there can be some consequences. Eleven is be proactive instead of reactive. Um, sometimes I'll go into a classroom, especially during COVID, um, when we had returned to the classroom and they looked exhausted. And I would get a little frustrated. I'd be like, hey, you know, we have a lot to cover here today, I'm thinking in my head. And then I would think, wait a minute, they look really tired. Let me address that with them. Let me just come in and do a little reflection. Hey, you look really tired today. And then go with what would be helpful to you. Okay? rather than coming in and seeing some of you are kind of emotional sponges you walk into a room and well, not some of you a lot of us you walk into a room and you get absorbed by the tone of the room you don't have to do that and i always think of the golden rule with this treat others the way you want to be treated not treat others the way they treat you you can set the tone and finally, number 12, support each other in reaching our full potential. I can't say enough about that. It really is important that people find something in life that's meaningful um, and that they enjoy. Uh, the latest stat was I think 30% of Americans like their job, the rest don't. Um, that's pretty disturbing. Um, happy people are much easier to deal with uh, than people who are just kind of miserable you know, on a daily basis. So if you follow these, what will happen is you're going to reset your brain a bit, and um, I think next time we're going to talk a little bit about some of the meditations we can do to help you calm your mind and body. So right here we have a cognitive change in how we're viewing the world and interacting with people. And the next part, um, we have to get those bodies and minds calmed down, because I think a lot of us are in like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, or or I would call it pandemic stress disorder. There's a little quote that I like. Uh, do your best to practice compassionate listening. Do not listen for the sole purpose of judging, criticizing, or analyzing. Listen only to help the other person express himself or herself and find some relief from his or her suffering. And that's by Thich Nhat Hanh. So, creating a more peaceful self and world is not a destination. It's a journey. Uh, Self-compassion is an important part of this journey. It's really important that you're patient and gentle with yourself. If we continue to learn, practice, and support each other, things will change. Okay, it'll happen individually, for the people close to you, to your community, and then to the world. Now, some days will be better than others, but remember to work for progress, uh, not perfection we can do this. In fact, I would go so far as to say that we have to do this.
So I'm trying to hold these down to about 15 minutes. So that sounds like a good place to stop today. So let's continue to take the time to become educated and develop informed assertive voices uh, so we can counter the often loud voices who persist in telling us violence must be used to fight violence. That peace is not possible, it is. Many examples of where it has been accomplished and where it is ongoing today. And that's it for today. Next week we'll address calming our minds and bodies as I mentioned. In the meantime, let's give people some peace beginning with ourselves.